This episode of Two Shrinks Pod is supported by Calabash, an online service providing engaging professional development talks for psychologists, psychiatrists, and allied health workers, including OTs, physios, speech therapists, and dietitians. New talks by psychologists on the site this month include ADHD, Regulating Emotions and Behaviour, Neurodevelopment Conditions in Paediatric Work, and Understanding and Identifying the Gifted Child. Two Shrinks listeners can access a talk for free Go to calabash.courses forward slash two shrinks pod. That's C A L A B A S H dot courses forward slash two shrinks pod or go to the link in the show notes. Calabash for all your online professional development needs. In the beginning of the history of experimental observation or any other kind of observation on scientific things, it's intuition. It's intuition which is really based on just experience with everyday objects that suggest reasonable explanations for things. Welcome to Two Shrinks Pod. My name's Hunter Mulcair. And I'm Amy Donaldson. This is a podcast all about psychology. I am a psychologist and I do clinical work with medically unwell people. I've also got a background in, well... All sorts of things. Let's not list it. And you, Amy, what do you do? I work with children and teenagers, yep. usually who've experienced trauma, but a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. You've done lots of child adolescent stuff. Yep. And so we get together from time to time to talk about psychological issues and psychological problems. And uh, rarely, but something that we do like doing is like doing a practical podcast practical focus podcast and tonight we're going to be talking about an exam survival guide it is the end of year here in australia and that means that <laughs> what sorry it's the end of year everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it is the end of year end of year exams though technically because of the school thing, yeah, yeah. yeah then well you know look it's the end of the year and here in australia it's, it's where the commas are right yeah it's where the commas are and that means that it's exam time here. And so, Amy and I thought we would throw together some tips around how to survive exams. Before we get started, if you do like the show or you get to the end of it and you go, hey, that was useful or potentially useful, then rate and view us. That is a good way for people to find out about our show and kind of really bumps us up on the ratings and lets people sort of see us and that kind of stuff. So, Amy and I have done our fair share of exams like done year 12, we did university, we did honours year, mm. we did postgraduate. Yeah. It, it's been a journey. We've, we've, we've done our time. And so we really feel for everyone who's about to go through the exams. And look, what I wanted to think about is this is coming to you late in the piece, right? It's late October, early November by the time you're listening to this. So this is not going to be a guide on how to do your exams perfectly so you finish your year 12 or you do your end of year university exams perfectly, mm. right? This is about, this is a survival guide. This is about how to get through this period given where you are at the moment, right? So if you wanted to do a discussion about like how to do year 12 perfectly, that would be a discussion back in January, mm. right? This is about, all right, so where are you at with all your study? How much time have you got left? And how can you get through the exams um, so that you can perform the best that you can, right? Given where you're at. Psychologically, 
Amy and I would talk about taking the pressure off ourselves. So if you think about we need a moderate amount of anxiety and that that is when we perform our best. If you've got too little anxiety, you're not stressed enough, you don't perform as well. If you've got too much anxiety, literally your brain will freeze up and you won't think well right? and you won't perform well. So a lot of students will put themselves under a lot of pressure. Parents will well-meaningly put their kids under pressure mm-hmm. and learning how to kind of balance that out and getting to that sort of sweet spot of, okay, I'm focused, but I'm not stressed out. And that's when you're going to do well. So this is kind of what we're going to kind of do. To quote my father, I don't, <laughs> know, don't talk about him on the pod very often, but my dad always said to me, he said, you know, Hunter, you come out of an exam and the birds are still tweeting, the trams are still running, hmm. right? And the traffic's still going. So life goes on regardless of what happens in that exam room. And that was a, a good way of grounding, mm. I always thought. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, particularly because, you know, it's late in the year, it's spring, mm. you know, and life's going. So with that, Amy, mm-hmm. you've, you've prepared this from your interactions with adolescents recently. That's correct. Yeah. I'm going to back you up a second mm-hmm. with a question without notice. Yeah. <laughs> What's the goal of studying? Why do we study? I mean, is it bad that my mind splits in in two directions with that one? Mm -hmm. The one half is pragmatic. It's like, okay, to achieve a particular thing, Mm -hmm. like to get through an exam. Mm -hmm. The other part of my brain goes more philosophical of like to learn stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess to think about, you know, why we study you know, why we kind of sit down with books and your notes from the year mm. and other sources of information. You know, it's to refresh and it's to encode mm. and sometimes it's to learn new stuff. Mm. Yeah. And it's, or sometimes it's to get quicker. At yeah. It. And I think that that's, I guess I was like looking at your, the plan. I was mm. thinking, well, like, let's frame this, right? Like the reason we're sitting down, the reason why there's lots of kids that are across the country who are doing that right now is they're trying to kind of get in the frame and also kind readying of, themselves yeah for... kind of learn some new information mm, absolutely so top line if you're in exam period like when you studied mm. what do you you know it's you've got two weeks of swat vac right what are you aiming to do just like give me one or two sentences i'm wanting to cover the big bits i'm wanting to make sure that i'm hitting the large topics in each subject yeah and I'm wanting to make sure I spend more time on the ones that I really struggle with or that I don't understand. Like to be able to try and get my head around it before I'm faced with a question that I don't get. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Uh, I think my, like I did a lot of science-y mm-hmm. stuff. And so there was just like a lot of material to learn. And so I would always be trying to get, trying to get through, write out a whole, whole set of my notes maybe once or twice. Yeah. If possible, twice yep. better, right? So that I've covered all the material or as much as I think is relevant. Mm. You know, I didn't do a lot of essays and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have always gone for the sort of beautiful mind method and I still do it now sometimes when I'm trying to think about something in detail. So, so what's that? I've not seen beautiful mind. Uh, he writes on the windows, yep. his formulas with whiteboard marker. Mm-hmm. I'm a very visual person. So for me, mapping it out, by drawing on the windows or on pieces of paper that I can move around the floor, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, diagrams, yep. those kind of things. Yeah, so I would have 
I, I would have these big sort of they were they were in between A3 and A4 sized bits of paper that I would, and then I would often try and put little bits of colour because that could sort of sometimes help with the memory mm. and things like that so with all of that in mind like I mean those are just two different ways of going about it right and there's lots of different ways to do an exam mm. period and I think really you've got to if at the end of year 12 you don't know how you how to study then that's a different question like what works for you yeah you know i think you know going with what you know has worked before is probably the best bet yeah yeah now's not the time to develop entire new systems no no definitely not, definitely not. so take me through how are we breaking this down and this episode we're going to talk today? about three time periods mm-hmm. so the study period which most people be in now yep that spot just before an exam so like night before morning of Mm -hmm. and then in the exam and the idea is to focus on how to how to cope really how to get through those bits if you're stressed anxious what's going to help you be in that optimum level of anxiety of activation all right so first up study period what are we looking at okay the first thing that i always ask my teenage or early 20s clients when they're talking about being stressed about exams is about how they're studying how much they're studying they all pretty much universally when they say they're stressed respond with oh i'm not doing enough like oh i'm only doing an hour after school like you know all my friends are doing so much more than me etc and they're always shocked when i say one hour is awesome because the standard of what they're trying to do a lot of the time is really, really high. So often teenagers in particular, say it's in the period that you're being now where you're still going to school during the day mm-hmm. and then after school you're trying to study. So you've been at school for six hours and then a lot of teenagers will show me their plan and they've got you know four or five hours of study planned for the afternoon, evening that's too much (laughs) it's not something that's going to be sustainable for that period because then you're looking at doing a sort of 11 hour day every day Mm. what they find then is they procrastinate they get distracted they get then get annoyed with themselves and stressed that they're not covering material Mm. Mm. so what we want to do is find a balance between studying enough to cover the materials that you want to but then still having downtime for your brain to be able to actually rest store that information for you to eat sleep all of those things that help you function Mm. and that's often the bit that's missing yeah yes because i like as a parent like i don't have teenager children Mm. but if as a parent i'd be like one hour Mm. that's not enough that's not enough to get into medicine or whatever like absolutely and it might be that they need to do more than that but there needs to be a managing of expectations like how many of us get home from work at the end of the day and go okay straight away we want to start studying or we want to start working on something else for Mm. another couple of hours yeah so often what i suggest is something about okay when do you work better do you work better before dinner after dinner and perhaps you have that when you get home from school you have 45 minutes where you sit down and you have a snack and you watch something on netflix and unwind Mm. and then you have an hour and a half of study before dinner before you reassess where Mm -hmm. you're at Mm -hmm. rather than this if i'm not studying then time is wasted yeah because that's not how brains work especially not adolescents yeah and then you can kind of get irritated with yourself and then the time that you uh actually sitting there you you just you're not being you're not actually working and then and then then you get more irritated and you can spiral exactly um okay so that's 
you're still going to school, coming home, studying. What about yep. school's finished? Yep. It's the exam period. It's the period before the exams. Yep. You've got days. You've got a week, two weeks in front of you. Mm-hmm. How do we? How do you go about that, man? Ideally, you want to be able to break it into chunks. So often, when people are anxious about exams, they're viewing exams as like this monolith this Mm. huge thing that all of the exams mushed in together i've got so much work that i need to do i need to cover an entire year's worth of work across all these subjects and while yes that's true you do have to do that during that period you want to be able to break it into chunks so if you've got say english and then there's three days and after that until maths you want to be able to chunk when you're studying what so for now i'm just going to study english Mm. and then i'm going to move on to just studying maths you want to break it into manageable portions Mm. rather than holy shit i have to cover everything yeah yeah i mean i I just was recalling back to i would study something for a certain number of days and then i'd switch to Mm. something else try and plan it out that way i mean that becomes challenging though because Mm. you know you can get into trying to study something and think you don't know enough yeah Absolutely. Um, part of that is a judgment call. Mm. I guess probably I'd be thinking about it, it's like, well, you need to you need to find someone to talk that through with. Now that yeah. might be a parent, that might not be a parent, mm. right? And and just having to think about who who do you who do you trust with yeah. that? Yeah. And with the intensity or the amount you should be studying, that also is an individual thing. Like you might have a friend who is able to study for eight hours straight. You know, they sit down with a book and then at lunchtime they get up and go and have something to eat and then they get straight back to it. That doesn't mean that that's what's best for you. Yeah. And I think a big problem with VCE in particular is there's so much comparison between people mm. of, and of teenagers trying to work out what is enough based on what their friends are doing. And yeah. that's not going to work. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the phrase that comes to mind from, you know, that Madeline Dore yeah. um, episode we did at the start of the year, which was you can't make the same cake from different ingredients. Exactly. Right. And so I, I know for me, I'm night owl. Like yeah. I, I will, I mean, most owls are night. But anyway, <laughs> the, you know, I, I can work till one o'clock in the mm. morning, no sweat. Yeah, no, same. And, and I'm very effective that way. But if you asked me to get up, say, before going to work and do some work, there's there's no way that I'm going to be functional between, say, like 6 and 8 a.m. Mm. doing anything that requires a lot of thought. I, I can, I, you can. I can. I can. Def- <laughs> I can definitely do it, but it's not my preferred way yeah. of working. Yeah. So. yeah. so some of this stuff is about thinking about how you like to study, what what things actually help you. So are there particular people that you like to be with? Are there... There's some people over others. Do you like to be able to sit down with a friend and talk through the content? Is there, you know, a particular friend that completely pisses you off when you try and study together? You want to avoid them. Yeah. If you've got a boyfriend, if you've got a girlfriend, you know, sometimes that's going to work well. Yep. Sometimes you you guys are going to distract each other. Yeah. And in lots of different ways. Yeah. (laughs) And that might not be very helpful for you. So Exactly. So working out what's going to work for you, what setup works for you, whether you like to be out of the house or, you know, at a library or at a cafe or at home, thinking about all of those things about when you're most productive. Mm. And I, when I was thinking about that and going through the list, I was thinking about when we prepare for this pod Mm. and that the times when I'm most productive is when we sit and do work together. So there's a bit of peer pressure of like Mm. we're both working. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
I need to have a chat beforehand. Yeah. Otherwise, I interrupt you yep. to talk about random shit yes, that comes to mind. That, yeah. Yes. <laughs> because I, I need that social outlet and then I can sit and focus. Yeah. It's kind of just like clearing, dumping out the, the ram of, of Amy's head. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm, then I've got, and I then need I to be comfy. And then, I, and then I glare at you and then you, and then yeah. you stop crying. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the other thought I had with that though, Amy, is your exam is going to be in a hall. Absolutely. Where it's quiet. There'll be other students mm-hmm. there. And I do think that there's an element at which trying to get into being comfortable with doing work in a similar way. Yeah. If you know your exam timetable, mm-hmm. right? Having a think about making sure you do some study about that subject at that, at, you know, if your yeah, English in exam is it in the morning, yeah. you need to practice writing essays in the morning. Mm. Right. Yeah, so you kind of start to train yourself into those. Yeah, so it just feels yeah. familiar, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people find difficult about exams is that like, you know, they they might like studying with music or with snacks or whatever and then that's not an option for them when it comes to the exam and it's a real challenge. Mm. Like, these are the things I need. Why can I hear the person next to me breathing? Mm. It's Yeah, it takes a particular skill to narrow your focus in. Yeah, and that's why studying is helpful is because you're learning information that you don't have to think as hard to Mm. get it out right it sort of becomes a bit more reflexive oh it's this thing and i know it right and it comes out a bit easier and so that's why you do that because when you get into an unfamiliar pressured environment it becomes a bit more right learning so so, and that's the same logic uh, as like practice exams. Yeah, practice exams. But also like if you want to think about like other real world examples like learning to drive, mm. right? Like when you're driving, you don't want to have to think about it so much, right? And so that's why you practice and practice and practice because it becomes a little bit more automatic. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. What do you say to people about when they're anxious and catastrophizing about exams? So like thinking... If I don't study enough, then I'm not going to be able to pass this thing. I'm not going to... I'm going to absolutely fail year 12. I'm, you know, that kind of spiralling. Mm. How do you... How do you go against that? Well, I mean, I guess I guess one part of it is you've got to accept that that's the way you're going to be. Like, you're going to be anxious. <laughs> yep. Right? And I guess not freaking out about the fact you're anxious. Right? Mm-hmm. So, not expecting yourself to walk in calm. Right, and taking that pressure off yourself. Yep. Right, embrace the fact you're a bit anxious. And so if you think about, like as I was saying at the, at the top, right, if you think about an inverted U, right, mm. and the bottom, the bottom left side of the U is low anxiety, but it's also low performance. Yeah. The middle point of the upside down U is the, the moderate amount of anxiety, and that's the topmost performance. Mm. And the, uh, the right-hand side of the upside down U is the highest anxiety and the lowest amount of performance again, right? Yeah. And so it's okay to wake up and be anxious. It's okay to be anxious about it. Mm. It's actually kind of useful, yeah. right? I guess I'd be a little bit like, uh, let me be blunt here. <laughs> and you're like, don't piss and moan to me about being anxious about your exam. That's okay. Yeah. Like really it's about like, how do we get your anxiety in the right spot? Mm. Right. And so I'd be thinking about like, well, I guess it depends on what you're anxious about. Yeah. You know, and what are you catastrophizing about? What are the kind of catastrophizing things? Often it's like, if I don't do well on this exam, then I'm not going to get a good VCE score. Then mm. I won't get into uni. Then I won't be able to do the job I want to do. 
Yeah, and die poor and alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I guess the thing is, like, that's possible, but sure. is, is it probable, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, the school year, you know, your mark is not based solely on the exams. Yeah. Right? And, and that's why they have this, like, complicated set of assessments was to move away from the an old school version of that. Of like you just do one exam and that's your score for the year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because they realize that's problematic. Yeah. So I think breaking it down is like, well, this is just one part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You do need to do, you know, yes, you probably need to go well on it. That's not necessarily a bad thing to be anxious about. And I guess I'd be thinking about, you know, if you find yourself catastrophizing about it. So I'm thinking about like, you know, you're in the exam room, you look at a question, you're like, fuck. Yeah. I, not sure I know how to answer that question. Mm. Um, first of all, I the first thought I'd have is just get down what you can get down. Yeah. Right. Or it might be okay. Leave some time. Like have a look at it. Don't waste time looking at it. Yeah. Be task focused and get something else done. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes by thinking about other things, some of the stuff might come back to you. Mm. Right. You know, the brain is this network where if you activate one part of it you know you can activate other things and that's why you suddenly start talking to someone and you remember other things mm. right that's possible yeah you might calm down you might also then start to think of problem solve around like well what can i actually get down mm. so if you're writing words to a question odds are you you might get a mark out of that yeah right so yeah <laughs> but you don't want to be wasting your time go to go to something else that you know you're going to get a good answer on mm. you know so i think that that's that's kind of uh, being task focused is very behavioral, yeah. isn't it? Right. Um, and I guess, like, you know, I guess, I guess the other thing I'm thinking about is like, you don't know what everyone else has studied, you yeah. don't know how everyone else is going, right? And so you're assuming that everyone else is going to get that question right, you're not going to get it mm. right. That's an assumption that you're making. Also, you don't know there's an assumption there of like, oh, well, if I don't get this question right, then that's going to mean that I'm going to fail it mm. and that means I'm or that means I'm not going to get the mark that I want yeah whether that's failing whether that's an A plus right or you know I'm only going to get a B plus instead mm. of an A plus you know that's an assumption there and you're making an assumption around the overall mark that you're going to get and then how that's going to play into your overall ATAR or whatever it yeah. is now and then this is sort of chain reaction right and, and I guess that's not necessarily a helpful way to think no, no, because you end up going from I'm anxious about this exam to everything's falling yeah, apart. I'm yeah, ne- I'm never going to become a, a doctor. Yeah. Or I'm never going to become a lawyer. Yeah. Or, you know, my family disown me or mm. something like that. Now, you know, there are cases where, you know, people do miss out on things, right? But that, but this is, year 12 is just one, one part of your life. Yeah. Right? And so if, there's lots of stories of people who kind of come to things later in life mm. or get around to getting into them yeah. or whatever so you know i think there's that taking that pressure off first thing i do i breathe though so if you're anxious and you're you you're starting to go blank and you don't yeah. know what to do the thing i'd be doing is slow breathing yeah right so and that uh, applies to every stage in what we're talking about yeah here. at any point yeah. breathe <laughs> yeah so it's not just yeah okay and then like oh, i'm not anxious i mean i'm not, I'm not calm anymore yeah. like oh god you know like no, it's like slow breathing. So it's like in, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, and mm. in, two, three, four, and out, two, three, four, and in, <laughs> two, and so on, right? 
you know, people, you know, you, if you if that's going to work, you need to do that for mm. about twenty seconds, yeah. minimum, maybe yeah. a minute, right? So, slowing yourself down, get that gets more air into your into your body, right? And then that's that sort of attempts to reverse the flight or fight mm. reflex engages the parasympathetic nervous system, yeah. right? So it slows you down, right? And that'll help you. So that kind of gets reduces you. So. I think those are some kind of things like if you're having a freak out, mm. those are some sort of quick things. But really just to be, you're wanting to try and, if you're getting overwhelmed, you want to try and underwhelm yourself. Yeah. This, this is the kind of the thing. It's like, all right, well, look, it's just one question in, in, in out of all of them, mm. right? Focus on what you can get down. Yeah. And, and more often than not, then you start to kind of, you, you your brain starts to kind of engage and then if you've been studying then it kind of comes out mm. yeah and for parents listening to this who are thinking about how they can support their teenagers if we're talking about VCE or anyone really supporting anyone going through threaten exam them. No. threaten them <laughs> yeah, tell them that they have to do amazingly or that will be it their life will be over that's it no. um, a lot of a lot of what you can do in that like pre-exam period is talking through some of this stuff with them. It's bringing them snacks. It's oh, see, I know, reckon if someone tried to talk me through that, I'd just be like, just with their leave permission. me alone. With their permission. <laughs> but like sometimes you can look at something and go, the only way that I can think to do this. So say like the only way I can think to study is to study from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m every day until exams that's the only way i'm ever going to be ready yeah. having someone sit with you who you trust and you are okay with talking to about it break it down into bits and go okay what do you actually need to do oh, so you're talking about the plan for the talking week about the plan for the week okay. so having someone sit and do that or having someone go hey do you want to have a break for a bit things like that where it interrupts the snowball of anxiety yeah. can be really helpful or maybe the, the other thought i would have would be like all right so when are you having a break Mm. yeah right you know that kind of thing want to come and get a coffee whatever it might be i mean because sometimes like i think you can get a roll and i I think actually interrupting that's a real problem yeah you know like oh my schedule says i'm gonna take a break now yeah like "Mm, i don't know (laughs) it well it's it's the difference between when you've got someone who's sitting there and is obviously focused and working versus someone who's sitting there freaking out staring off into the distance etc like knowing when to yeah, interrupt. I mean, so, so the thought I had for so if are we back on we're back on the the week before mm. is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So study period. Okay, so the other thought that I had, Amy, would be your school day mm. is broken up into classes. Yes, right. As therapists, Amy and I see patients for fifty to sixty minutes at a time, mm. and the reason there's a reason for that is that our brains start to turn to mush. Yeah, at about that point. So it's useful to set a timer or go, all right, I'm going to study this for a bit and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the toilet and ha- in an hour yeah. or, or that, those kinds of things. So that gives you kind of a natural break, natural rhythm, right? Or you might go, all right, I'm going to study English for an hour and then I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to do a maths thing for an hour yeah. and then I'm going to do a geography thing. You know, like you can kind of do it that way, right? What's good about that is... Gives you a sense of control over the day. Yeah. Reduces it down into, all right, well, these are the tasks that I want to get done in this hour. The other thing you were talking about is like, I'm not studying enough mm. dialogue. Yeah. 
if you say, if your goal is, I want to study everything in VCE English, mm. VCE geography or maths or whatever, that's a really hard goal. Yeah. Right? Right. Because it's also one that doesn't necessarily have an end. Yeah, it's amorphous. Right? Yeah. So, whereas if you say, I want to study for seven hours yeah. today on maths. Yeah. You can. It's a firm. Because because you can sit there for 60 minutes and for 59 minutes of that, you kind of be like staring out the window and not really working. But if you, you did a minute of work, yeah. you've actually still studied. You've yeah. actually been still sitting there for 60 minutes. Yeah. Attempting to study. You've put the time in. Yeah, right. So so it's about reframing. The, the, the way I would say this to my patients is like, it's about making your goal specific, mm. measurable, achievable, yeah. uh, realistic time time orientated and so like you know if someone says oh you know my goal is my goal is to clean the house yeah you could clean the house for 167 hours of the week mm. right so which would be you'd sleep one hour yeah but you could then tidy the one corner of the room and still not be clean you could you could argue with you and say well like the house is not clean yeah. right whereas if you say uh, I wanted to. I want to clean it for three hours a day. Mm. Well, that's achievable. Yeah. Right. Does and and you're not sort of setting yourself up for a quality of like, well, I I studied that really well today. Mm. It's like, no, nah, you just need to do put the hours in. And I think a bit of the reframing as well is, you're not only studying in these couple of weeks before your exam. You've gone to classes. <laughs> Like you've been exposed to the content, whether lot you're of, paying lot attention. Of, a lot of listeners right now are going, mm, mm, I don't not really sure, remember. Not, not sure. And then a lot of parents are like, yeah, I don't think they did. Anyway. Even if they attended, mm. <laughs> they still have been exposed to this material in some way, shape or form. One tiny nugget of information <laughs> would have gone in there somewhere. <laughs> it's not brand new for most people at the end. And your confidence saying no, <laughs> no, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because even someone who's who falls asleep in the back of class, five classes out of six, is still dozing in the six. Uh, yeah. They're still taking in little bits of information. There's this information is like the foundation of it is there. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit more jaded than you, but yeah, sure, good. So just before exams. Okay, is that what we're up to? Yeah. So this is night, night before. before, like morning of. Mm-hmm. My blanket rule is no new information the night before the morning of an exam. Mm-hmm. So no so, new information on your blanket. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. No, no creating new notes, opening up a new chapter of a textbook, learning a new concept the night before or the morning of an exam mm. mainly because people then get freaked out that they don't know enough about that thing and what if there's other things that they've missed yeah and it's not actually it's not really embedding the information in the way that you would want ideally you want to be reviewing information if you choose to spend your time that way mm. you want to be reviewing information that you've already taken notes on or that you've already had contact with rather than i'm going to look up this brand new thing mm. yes i mean i think yeah like in an ideal world you would have perhaps say written all your notes for geography mm. or psychology yeah. or something and then the night before you're perhaps regurgitating those notes that those you've notes. made yeah yeah i think yeah. it's a bit challenging though like if say for whatever reason you haven't mm. done that absolutely i would be saying sure do what you need to do look up what you can yeah <laughs> That's probably what I'd be, I'd be aiming for. The, yeah. 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 If you haven't got anything down, if you haven't looked at stuff before, then 
then yes. Then yes. But if we assume... But probably not in the morning. No, no. And have a think about what you want to be doing the morning of your exam, which sounds stupid, but when you're anxious, a lot of people get up in the morning before an exam and if they haven't thought about it, they then panic and go like, I don't have enough time to eat breakfast. I don't have enough time to get ready. I just need to get out of the house. I just need to get there. There's a raciness. Really? Yeah. See, because I, I think mine was just all like, I was like so routine. Because it's like, put yeah. the uniform on, trudge off. I mean, yeah. think about like what time you want to get there. Mm. Kind of no, a lot of people then, and then they're like, I'm hungry in the exam. I didn't think about that beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because the whole focus is on the exam itself, not the, okay, how am I actually going to be in an okay headspace mm. to do that? Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about here. Yeah. I'm talking about... Right. Do you have time to stop and get a coffee on the way? Is that what you want to do? Do you want to review your notes? Do you want to... How are you going to get there? How are you going to get there? Yeah, so they troubleshoot it and I didn't really want to speak to too many people beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, um, I never wanted to meet my friends beforehand to chat. Like no. I, I wanted to have quiet time to just think, look over some stuff. Yeah. I, I had a colleague and she would... And a colleague, student... <laughs> Um, Jess and she got it like in one of the subjects we've done there was like you know your blood sugar gets it's increased by going for a quick walk mm-hmm. and so for a number of exams like her and I would just like go for a walk around school for like five minutes or whatever yep. you know rather than sort of trying to eat something mm-hmm. yeah I mean so I, mean, I think exam days you want to make sure you're having breakfast you want to make sure you're having lunch yeah yes okay if you're anxious you know you'd be like oh yeah, I can't really anything. eat something yeah you're 16, 17 yeah, you can get something in your mouth. Mm, absolutely. Um, so that's the eating disorder clinician. <laughs> <in me. laughs> and if you're ruminating the night before, distraction <laughs> is always good. If you're, and when I say ruminating, I'm meaning turning things around over and over in your head in that kind of way that we spoke about before. That oh my god, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen with this exam? I'm going to fail it. There's no way I'm possibly going to be okay. All of that kind of thing. Mm. Rather than trying to be too productive, trying to convince yourself that you're okay. Distraction is helpful in certain points. I'm not sure I know what you mean. So like watch TV show rather than lie in bed freaking out. Uh, Then attempt to go to bed. Like distraction rather than sitting with the anxious thought just sitting there over and over and over again. You wouldn't say to somebody, look, be task focused and sit down and like choose a goal to try and like learn something like, not the or, night like before an exam like if, revise something not if they're in that state of just spiraling okay yeah so so i guess really what you're talking about there is someone who is whose anxiety is really kind of getting the the, mm. the, the better of them yeah. the night before yeah you're saying distract yeah to kind of calm i Talk think to I, a friend yeah i mean do I, some like yeah, I think not that, exam stuff. Yeah, see, I think I would, I would, I would be trying to say, look, distract a little bit, you know, prepare for the next day. But then, sure. I, yeah, or maybe, or maybe prepare for the next day. But I'd say distract a little bit, and then I'd be like, attempt to do some. It's <laughs> yeah. probably what I'd be doing. Yeah. Like, but I mean, that's maybe my psychology. Yeah. Because I think people can convince themselves that they're anxious to convince themselves, and then they can procrastinate mm. when actually they'd be better off just sitting and knuckling down for a bit. I guess the question is as well, it comes back to that, like what's going to help you to be able to work well the next day? Are you someone that you'll feel comforted and refreshed by reading things over again? Or are you someone that actually needs a bit of 
percolating time, a bit of space yeah. to let things settle before then you return to it the next morning. Mm, mm. It's thinking about which way those things work for you. And I guess what I'm getting at is that idea of you don't have to be studying right up to the time that you walk into the exam. If that's helpful for you, if that gives you a feeling of control, if it helps you feel prepared, if that helps you with that next bit, yep. go for your life. Yep. But if you're someone who is just getting more and more wound up by trying to do that, you're not a failure for not doing that. Mm. You can have some time off. You can distract yourself. You can have a long shower. You can do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- yeah, so I guess this is kind of getting into this idea about breaks mm. and using that effectively. And I guess, you, listeners, you might sort of hear there's sort of two halves to the story mm. that Amy and I are telling, which is, you know, Amy's saying, you know, be mindful about taking breaks and things like that. Whereas I think, oh, no, I'm coming up from a, you know, don't let that attitude mm. or, or worry lull you into procrastination. Yeah. Right. And, and. But my thinking is, yeah. is that for, if you've, so let's say that it's someone who's studied throughout the study period mm. to whatever level, but they've kind of covered as much content as realistically they can take in. Mm-hmm. That one evening of studying just before the exam probably isn't going to make a massive amount of difference. That few hours of anxious studying might not actually be doing anything. <laughs> you're looking at me like it's absolutely essential. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I know you're a fan of like the whole last minute cramming. <laughs> it's done me well so far. <laughs> If that's your style, sure. Yeah. But forcing yourself to do it isn't necessarily going to help. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends. I guess it depends on what you're trying to achieve, right? So Mm. if it's the difference between, you know, is that going to mean that you're going to get 10 marks higher or, you know, it means you're going to get 90 instead of 70. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's... I don't think it's going to, right? No. But if... If you're thinking about it's going to get me a couple of extra marks, mm. hey, it might, right? And so, yeah. you know, so I guess it depends on what, what you're aiming for, what's the significant difference, to use a statistical term. And, and how far you go with yeah. it as well. Yeah. So, you know, there will be diminishing returns, but, yeah. you know, there are definitely, so everyone can attest, there's definitely things where he's like, I learned that last night. Yeah. And that's helps you. But is it going to make the diff- like the hugest, hugest difference? Mm. Probably not. Is it going to potentially make you do a bit better? Yeah, potentially. Or like Amy said, it could actually overwhelm you. So yeah, I guess it's or about- if you stay up too late mm. doing that, then that's probably not going to help. If you've got a you know nine a.m. exam and you stay up until four, no, looking over stuff. So like it's it's because well, that's you know like people go well, I'm going to do the night before thing and then they get stuck okay so you're a year 12 student how many hours sleep should you aim to get the night before okay so the (laughs) (laughs) developmentally this is an exam period i asked you a very specific question Mm. psychologists don't like these no i know i don't ideally i would like them to get what their average night sleep is Mm -hmm. the child psychologist in me says that teenagers need at least 10 hours of sleep a night that's not going to happen the night before an exam no but ideally it would be great if you could get a solid eight hours eight hours yeah 
I, yeah. I'd say anywhere from six to eight. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'd say. Like if you're six, in your... Six, you're going to feel tired, but... Yeah. Yeah. I would love it if it was ten, but eight is, yeah, <laughs> reasonable. I, I think ten's unreasonable to aim for, but because, of, you know, anxiety and like, you know, you might go, you know what, like, I'm willing to sacrifice two hours of sleep to see if I can learn something more. Yeah. Right? You know, I think, but I guess... You know, and that kind of gets back to like, well, what you, what's the aim? Exactly. So, okay, so that's the night before, morning mm-hmm. of? Morning of, it's about putting those things into place that you prepared. That I want to have breakfast, I want to get a coffee. Mm-hmm. I want to look over my notes one more time. I want to look over my notes. I want to have some quiet time just listening to music while I look over things. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. I want to well, distract myself and talk to my friends beforehand. Whatever it is that's going to help manage where your anxiety is at and help put you in the right frame of mind to be able to sit and do the exam. Mm. Mm. Okay, so we've gotten to the exam. Mm -hmm. Make sure you know where the exams are going to be. Yes. (laughs) Walking into the exam room. Talk me through that, Amy. It's normal to feel anxious. Yeah. Everybody's anxious, even the people who weren't anxious before that point are anxious. Or, or, yeah, it might... What might happen to some people is that they've never got anxious before and they get that in that moment. Yeah. That's fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Coping in the exam is about being able to manage your emotions in that moment with Mm. what you've got right there. All right. So the first thing that's going to happen, you sit down. Yeah. All right. Someone's going to give you the exam booklet and then they're going to like tell you to turn it over. Yep. And that's rubber hitting the road. Yeah. Right there. (laughs) And then all you can hear is the ticking clock. No, sorry. I just went back into that. <laughs> that Amy, Amy, come back to me. Come back to me. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah. We come in. Uh-huh. We're sitting down. Open open up the book, the uh-huh. uh, exam questions book, uh-huh. right? And Amy, I am getting anxious. Tell me, take me through. If I'm like really, really panicking. Mm-hmm. Well, so we'll start with the highest level and then we're going to go moderate, right? Yep. So highest level, like I'm really, really, really panicking. Mm-hmm. Mine's blank, sweating, maybe having a panic attack. What am I, I, doing? I would recommend not focusing on starting to read. What mm-hmm. you want is to be able to ground yourself in where you are right there in the room. Get a little bit more in control of where your body's at, where your emotions are at. So we're talking the breathing that you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. If you are able to fiddle with something and that helps you, a lot of people like like turning over an eraser in their hand over and over again or something like that that's got a, a texture or something mm-hmm. to squeeze. And something familiar with. Yep. Yeah. Tapping your feet in a rhythm is the other one. So left and left and right and just focusing on the sensation of your feet moving. Yeah. Nothing else in the world other than just focusing on your feet while you're sitting there. Mm. Or looking for something around the room. So looking for like, okay, I'm going to find five blue things. I'm going to find whatever, something that makes you, distracts your attention away from your anxiety and helps you focus on, okay, here I am. Yeah. I'm here. The other one is taking in a bottle of water that's really cold. And so then you can put it on your wrists to help cool you down as well. Yeah, right. You're allowed to have that with you. So this is the idea of like reducing. Regulating. Yeah. Reducing your anxiety back to a moderate level. So it's Mm. not about being calm. No. It's about being it, um, uh, it's dropping you down yeah. from panic to okay. So, so fortunately, that'll be 
the infrequent experience of people, mm-hmm. the most common thing at some point, like you're going to do like what five to seven exams or something, right? At some point, you're going to look at look at something on the thing and go fuck, yeah, or like I don't know how to answer that, or that's like I'm not sure I've studied that, or this seems really hard. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that, and I'm starting to get panicky. Yeah, what are you? Where are we at with that? Then it's less about the physical side of things. It's less about regulating where you're at. Mm-hmm. And it's more about slowing things down. So looking at the question, thinking about what they're asking, looking at whether you can move on to something else first and then come back, mm-hmm. seeing whether you can draw bits and pieces from the other exam questions, whether there's a word there that you're like, I think that's related, I'm just going to whack it in, see if that hits any marks. All of those, okay, let's break this into a tiny piece. I think also reminding yourself in that moment, even if you don't know the answer to that one question, knowing that it's a tiny chunk of the exam, which is already a small chunk of the overall mark. Like if you miss that question Mm. and you need to move on to the next one, that's... That's okay. You can't do that with everything. No. Yeah. Look, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've, I'm certainly thinking back to a psychology exam where I was like, okay, you know, I'll adopt that thing. And so actually, there was like a whole question that I, there was like 10 marks that I completely missed. Because well, you I need to pay attention to, the <laughs> to that bit of yeah. like how so, much it's. But thinking about, okay, you can come back to that. There's no reason why you have to do an exam in, a, in order. A linear fashion. Yep. Yeah. You can do the other bits, help you feel a little bit more like, okay, yeah, I do know some stuff. I mm. do know what these other concepts are and then come back to it. Yeah, and I think keeping an eye on the time. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that, that's going to stress you out, but it's also going to be, it's, it's also something that's actually going to be really helpful for mm. you, right? It's going to keep your task focused. I mean, if you watch MasterChef, right? Yeah. They're calling out the time, people are thinking about it the whole time. And they're budgeting for time, mm. you know, and that's kind of what you got to do. Yeah, and working out what questions you can answer in what amount of time. And and you know, you might go, oh, you know, why do we do exams? They're so stupid. Like, but for the rest of your working life, you'll be having to budget time. Yeah. So it's a skill. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. So say you go through all of those the questions that you know, and you mm. come back and you're like, I'm still stuck on this thing. The majority of exams will allow you to have a bathroom break. <laughs> Get up. Go to the loo, then come back. I don't think I ever once used have, it. You haven't gone for a bathroom break ever. Most people don't. It'll be allocated and they'll go, I can't possibly afford that two minutes. But moving can be really helpful. Wow. No. Because it's, it's <laughs> that, because otherwise you're sitting there for those two minutes staring at the paper, freaking out. Mm. If you're stuck, get up, go pee, wash your hands, whatever, come back, try again. If you're absolutely stuck. If you're absolutely stuck. Yeah. 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 It's there for a reason. <laughs> Being able to have a break like that. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was about going to the toilet. Yeah, no. There's <laughs> <laughs> different philosophies, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So, we've gotten to the exam. So, we've done the study period. Mm-hmm. We've done the night before. We've done the morning of. Mm-hmm. We've done the exam. Yeah. Right. Other bits before we leave that exam. Um, you mean when you're in the exam? Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the main things. Yeah, I mean, I think my, my my hunter's top tips would be if you're starting to freak out, go look at a question that you think you can do, mm. and focus on that. Yeah, 
right and not only is that going to get if you're in the reading time you can start to plan it if it's during the actual time you just focusing on it and getting not only you're going to get some marks down but also it may calm you down but also may activate the rest of your brain mm. that's the kind can of, give you that sense of like i can do this well i've done something i'm not it's ruining like all of it it's like a jigsaw it's like a jigsaw puzzle yeah. right yeah all right so most people will have more than one exam yes you're going to come back out say yeah. you've, say you've had a good exam or you've had a horror exam mm. you still got to get back up and kind of go and do that yeah right tips for the rest of the exam period I mean, it depends on how your exams are spaced out. Some people really luck out with lots of time in between where they can go and have quiet time. Other people, they'll have an hour and a half in between two exams and all they can do is eat. Yeah, some of them have got a morning and an afternoon exam. Yeah, and it was... When I went through, they'd do like English and maths on the same day. Mm. I was like, fuck you guys. Torture. Like, they were compulsory subject anyway. I would say that the closer your exams are together, the more it would be helpful beforehand for you to have a think about what you want in that in that gap. So if it's a morning and afternoon, do you want to eat lunch with your friends? Do you just want to go and have some quiet time? All that kind of planning. Yeah. Because you're essentially getting ready for the next one, a little bit like you did in the morning before going into that exam. Mm-hmm. You're wanting to settle yourself, get ready for the yeah. next bit. Same things apply for the following ones, but also a bit of acceptance that you're going to be exhausted and stressed <laughs> and that everybody collapses in a heap at the end of it. You're getting through a marathon and oh, then drops. Oh, you mean collapse a heap at the end of the period? At the end of the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because what I think people think is they're going to come out of exam and they're going to be wiped. And, no. and if you watch people come out of exam, there is so much excitement. Mm. Because it's like, done. Well, yeah, yeah. And there's a relief and there's like everyone's chatty and f- because yeah. you haven't been chatting for two hours, three yeah. hours. So, but I think having a think about like when you, you need, you do need to have a, a space to unwind. I remember during a university exam period, Thomas Harris, who wrote Silence of the Lambs, mm. Hannibal, the book Hannibal came out and I bought it on the way home from an exam. And yeah. I think I read it in the exam period, mm. which was crazy when I think about it, but it was it was uh, an activity. Mm, there was an escape. There was an escape, yeah. like because it was and and my brain was really active, so it mm. was a good active thing. So, year twelves, some some of you you or your friends will be turning eighteen. Yeah, you know, or having birthdays, and so having a scheduled lunch, for, yeah. for, where you see your friends for an hour and then you go back home. Yeah, parents might be reluctant to do that. That's good to do. Yeah, right. You can't be actively using your brain all of the time. No, not well, some... not productively. No. So. No, not um, to actually achieve the goal that you're working towards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think just the other thing to say is some days you're going to have a shit day studying. Mm-hmm. Right? For whatever reason, it's not going in or for whatever reason. Like I remember I had a, in second year, we had one of our uh, psychology classes and this wouldn't happen in year 12, mm. but we just weren't taught anything by yeah. le- this particular lecturer. And so I just ended up like read, like I think I read almost an entire textbook. Yeah. Right. And I actually did surprisingly well compared to everybody else because no one had any good notes. Right. Mm. And, but it was extraordinarily frustrating day. And I remember having to like dance around the house, listening to music because yeah. I was so angry and, and so frustrated. And I think knowing that some days are not going to go so well and that's mm. okay. Yeah. 
but you got to deal with it. You yeah. got to kind of. You and you can. It doesn't mean you're wiping out the entire week. No. Or you just yeah. Yeah. On to the next. Yeah. And so this idea of oh well the morning was a bit shit so I need to refocus here. Yeah. And trying to not spiral so much. Hmm. So I think that's that covers all of our top tips. Amy, Amy's top tips. Hunter's top tips. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I think to finish off, I kind of. I guess I wanted to reassure people a little bit Mm -hmm. and particularly those who are doing VCE that there's probably for the last three years you've had teachers and maybe some parents and all the adults in your life going, oh my God, it's so huge that you're doing VCE. This is massive. And it's it's really hard not to feel that pressure. Mm. But that these exams are one point in time. They're one assessment of where your head's at, how you're able to answer those questions on the day of the exam yep. in that moment. It's not even how much you know about something. It's how well you answer those yeah, questions. It's a, it's a performance. Exactly. Right? Like, in, like it's a performance test. Yeah. yeah. And if it doesn't go so well, if you go blank, if you know you lose it in the exam... Actually, overall, it will be okay. (laughs) There's lots of different ways of being able to do what you want. There's lots of um, alternatives and there's a whole bunch of different approaches that you can take in life. It isn't the be-all and end-all. It's great to do well and to work your hardest and all of that stuff, but it's not the pinnacle of life that often it gets made out to be in those Mm. couple of years. And there are countless stories of people who wanted to do something didn't quite get to do something ended up doing something different and that became the love of their life mm. and th- there is that element I mean Amy and I want to have both ways right we mm. want to help you get do well yeah but then I think also like you know this is a point in time you got mm. to accept that that's the case you got to accept that maybe you're not going to get quite as good marks as you want yeah right that is okay. Hmm. Right? And parents listening. It's okay. Yeah. This is parents listening. This is your kid's journey and you are on it with them. Hmm. It's not your journey. Yeah. Right? Right? It's it's not it's you're not the one that's doing it. Hmm. Right? You're going along with them. And so your job is to be there by their side. Uh, help them walk it the way that they can walk it. Yeah. Not do it for them hmm. as much as you'd love to. Good luck to everyone who have got exams coming up. We hope this was helpful. Yeah. If you liked the show, please rate and review us. If you want to reach out to us, give us some feedback, twoshrinkspod at gmail.com. Tell us how you went. If you found it helpful and you thought these tips were useful after the exam, please let us know because we'd love to hear from you. All right. See you next time. Bye.